Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually once again with our scorekeeper, Carter Zanke. How are you doing today, Carter? I've got some water and a snack, and I'm ready to track the points. That's great. Well, this is our second week of the Trivia Over Tea Tournament of Champions. The winner of today's match will play Sophie, who won her quarterfinal match last week against Russell. And so, let's meet this week's contestants. First, we have Phoebe. Hi, everyone. I'm Phoebe. I'm coming at you today from Edinburgh, Scotland, with a mug of Earl Grey tea. And like last time, I am in no way prepared to answer any road questions. No need to brag, Phoebe. Thank you, Phoebe, for being here anyway. And we also have Maddie. Hi, yeah, I'm Maddie. I'm uh, out in Fairfax, Virginia, that hoity-toity town. And um, I have a pug walking around me making a lot of noise. <laughs> Can't wait. Some call it the Edinburgh of Northern Virginia. <laughs> yeah, totally. Do they? <laughs> I, I, many people say. <laughs> well, thank you both for joining us today. We'll have four rounds of questions, just like our regular shows, each with a slightly different format. And so, without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one. Well, round one, as always, is our first general knowledge round. Each of you will get five questions that are multiple choice. So pick the answer that you think is correct. Phoebe, you are up first. Are you ready? Ready as I'll ever be. Question one. What Roman politician and general's relationship with Cleopatra was dramatized in a play by William Shakespeare. A. Mark Antony, B. Julius Caesar, or C. Marcus Brutus. I'm gonna have to go with A. That's correct. Antony and Cleopatra was the play. Mm -hmm. Caesar and Brutus are the subject of Shakespeare's Julius Caesar. Antony also appears in that play. Cleopatra does not. Question two. The penny farthing was in the 1870s and 1880s, a popular version of a what? A, a coin, B, a carriage, or C, a bicycle? Ooh, hmm, that's tricky. Oh, I don't know if this is gonna be sort of a trick question, but I'm gonna have to go with coin. No, it was actually C, it's a bicycle. It's the, it's the one with three wheels with the really big wheel in front. Oh, okay. Question three, what British general is buried at Fort Necessity National Battlefield in Pennsylvania? A, Charles Cornwallis, B, Edward Braddock, or C, William Howe? Oof, uh, hmm, this is not my area of expertise. Um, I'm gonna go with Braddock. That's correct. He was mortally wounded at the nearby Battle of the Monongahela in 1755 during the French and Indian War. He instructed George Washington, his volunteer aide-de-camp, to oversee his burial. And now his final resting place is a short distance from his original grave. Question four. Which of the following professional sports leagues does not exist? A. Major League Lacrosse. B. Major League Soccer. Or C. Major League Field Hockey. Um, oh. Mm, I think I'll have to go with field hockey. That's correct. There's no league above the collegiate level in the United States. And finally, question five. In which state would you find Mammoth Cave, the longest cave system in the world? 
A. Virginia, B. West Virginia, or C. Kentucky? Hmm, I should probably know this. Um, I'm going to go with Kentucky. That's correct. Mammoth Cave National Park is in west central Kentucky near the city of Brownsville. Sweet. All righty. Maddie, are you ready for your five questions? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Question one. Many Broadway shows recently announced their return dates, including what musical, which opened on Broadway in 2017 and is currently shooting a film version of its stage production? A. Come From Away. B. Town, Or C. Waitress. A. Come From Away. That's correct. They're filming for Apple Original Films. The original production won the Tony for Best Direction of a Musical. Town opened in 2019, and Waitress closed on Broadway in January 2020, before the pandemic. Hmm. Question two. A leading cause in the United States entering World War I was the Zimmerman Telegram, in which Germany invited what nation to join the war on their side? A. Spain B. Morocco or C. Mexico? I, uh, drawing back on my, uh, freshman year of high school history, uh, C, Mexico? That's correct. The telegram promised Mexico support in trying to recapture Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas, which they lost to the U.S. in the Mexican-American War 70 years earlier. Question three. The Wright brothers' first flight of a heavier-than-air aircraft occurred near the town of Kitty Hawk in what state? A, Ohio, B, North Carolina, or C, Virginia? Um, hmm, I think Ohio. No. No, okay. <laughs> North Carolina. They're oh. from Dayton, Ohio, and that's where the Dayton Aviation Heritage National Historic Park is located, which is dedicated to their achievements, as well as those of their high school acquaintance, poet Paul Lawrence Dunbar. Well, that was close. Yeah, but Kitty Hawk is the location of their first flight (laughs) in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Question four. What former president had an aneurysm on the floor of the House of Representatives on February 21st, 1848, and died two days later? A, James Monroe, B, John Quincy Adams, or C, Andrew Jackson? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think it's one of the first two. Um, who's the first one? Who's A? A was James Monroe. Let's go with him. It was actually John Quincy Adams. No! Oh. Monroe was already dead. I think Jackson was too. But John Quincy Adams served as a congressman from Massachusetts from 1831 to 1848, and he is the only ex president to be elected to either chamber. Wow. And finally, question five. How many times does Sherlock Holmes say, elementary, my dear Watson, in the original Arthur Conan Doyle novels? A, zero, B, 10, or C, 100? Oh my goodness. I hope it's A or C. I'm going to go with A. That's correct. Oh, that's fun. It was first uttered in the 1929 film, The Return of Sherlock Holmes. Oh. Yeah, never appeared in the novels at all. <laughs> Who knew? All righty, <laughs> that's the end of round one. Carter, can you please give us a score update? 
we've got a close race here with Phoebe at 40 points and Maddie at 30 points because each question in this round was worth 10 points, something I neglected to say at the start of the round. Carter, you have one job. It's time for our weekly audience question. If you recall, last week's question was about horse racing. Bob Baffert trained what 2015 Triple Crown winning horse, the first to accomplish the feat in 37 years? And that was, of course, American Pharaoh, who won the Kentucky Derby, Preakness, and Belmont Stakes in 2015. For this week's question, we'll stick in the realm of sports. In honor of the hockey playoffs starting this week, we ask, what San Jose Shark recently passed Gordie Howe for the most games played all time in NHL history. So have a think, send us your answers, and we'll announce the correct answer next week. Well, it's time for round two now. So Carter, can you please explain the rules? All of the rules, please. (laughs) Yes, in this round, questions are worth a whole 20 points, and there will be five of them for each of you. Now they're open-ended, and they're all on the same topic. I believe that is everything you need to know about this round. Oh, no, it's not. There is one major thing. If you get a question wrong, your opponent can answer for half points, so 10. Good job, Carter. Alrighty, Phoebe, you are up first. For both of you, you both are going to receive questions about uh, famous people who have died recently, recently as in the last month. And so Phoebe, your famous person is Walter Mondale, who was vice president (laughs) of the United States from 1977 to 1981. And he died on April uh, 19th of this year. Phoebe, are you ready? (laughs) Uh, Sure. Question one, before becoming vice president, Mondale was a senator from what state, the land of 10,000 lakes? Oh, um, Minnesota? That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) Thank thank goodness that's where my dad went to college, because otherwise I would not have gotten that question. (laughs) Oh, thank goodness. Question two, while a senator, Mondale created controversy in 1967 when he pressed NASA officials on the Phillips Report following a fire that killed three astronauts during a test of what planned mission? Um, Apollo 11? No, Maddie. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no. Uh, let's go with 12. No, this is Apollo 1. Oh, gosh, <laughs> we were off there. <laughs> The report report revealed issues related to the Apollo spacecraft, um, but it was later (laughs) determined that the findings of the report did not actually contribute to the accident. The three Mm -hmm. astronauts who died were Gus Grissom, Ed White, and Roger Chafee. Question three. In 1984, Mondale was the Democratic nominee for president and chose whom as his vice presidential nominee, the first woman to be included on a major party ticket? Hmm... No, I have no clue. <laughs> Maddie? No, 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 okay. no. This is, <laughs> this is Geraldine Ferraro. Oh. She was a representative yeah. from New York, and they lost the Electoral College 525 to 13, having only carried Minnesota and the District of Columbia. Oh, oof, so, oof. Yeah, rough outing for them. Question four. 
From 1993 to 1996, President Clinton appointed Mondale ambassador to what nation, a post more recently held by Caroline Kennedy, among others? Um, Caroline Kennedy. Uh, 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 J- Japan? Correct. Yes. And finally, question five. Mondale was a mentor to many young Minnesotan politicians, including what current senator who ran for president in 2020? Oh. Mm-hmm. 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 Nope. Don't have this one. <laughs> okay. Maddie? <laughs> current senator that, run, that ran in 2020. From Minnesota. <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> Amy Klobuchar. Oh. oh. Klobuchar's yeah, first no. political job was as a college intern in the vice president's office in 1980, and Vice President Mondale later encouraged her to run for Senate. Oof. All righty. Maddie, your person is Jim Steinman, who is a songwriter, and he also died on April 19th. Are you ready? <laughs> Okay. All righty, here we go. Question one. Jim Steinman wrote numerous hits for Meatloaf, including <laughs> what song? <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm not making this up. Okay. Including what song, whose famous lyric begins, I want you, I need you, but there ain't no way I'm ever going to love you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> at all <laughs> baby do you have any idea uh, i want you i need you but there ain't no way i'm ever gonna love you it's not i do anything for love no <sighs> if we complete the lyric i want you i need you but there ain't no way i'm ever gonna love you now don't be sad because two out of three no. ain't bad oh, oh. Yeah. literally never heard that in my really? life <laughs> okay that's that's like a top 25 song for me. I, I love that song. Uh, he was inspired by an Elvis song, I Want You, I Need You, I Love You. Uh. Question two. Another hit Steinman wrote for Meatloaf is what nine-minute-long song, <gasps> oh, man. which is divided into multiple parts, Paradise, the baseball broadcast, Let Me Sleep On It, and Praying for the End of Time. Sorry, I'm naming the whole song? Yeah, it's, yeah. Paradise, uh-huh. the baseball broadcast, let me uh-huh. sleep on it, and praying mm-hmm. for the end of time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't okay. know. <laughs> Phoebe? Um, Bad Out of Hell? That's the album. Oh, oh. oh. Uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Light? Yes. No. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> yay. That's it. Yeah. I think we'll accept. <laughs> Carter, what do you think? You kind of gave bad out of hell as your answer. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Carter? Given how rare this knowledge is, I think we Give should not award that points. rare. Oh, okay, fine. Well, congratulations, Phoebe. You've got that one right. It's not that. It, these are these are like people who actually know these songs. Oh <laughs> well. Question three. Steinman also produced albums for Bonnie Tyler and wrote what hit for her which features Rory Dodd singing the lyrics Turn Around and Turn Around Bright Eyes multiple times. Oh, man. 
I know this is not it. <laughs> it's a stupid guess. Uh, what is that? Total Eclipse of the Heart. That's correct. Oh, cool. Okay. It reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 on October 1st, 1983. Hmm. Question four. Steinman wrote the power ballad, Making Love Out of Nothing at All, for what Australian soft rock pop band whose other oh. major hits include I'm All Out of Love? Um, hmm. Hmm. Uh, don't know if I know any Australian soft pop rock bands. Um, not sure. Don't to, know. To be fair, I did not know that they were Australian until I looked them up for these questions. Oh, okay, so it's not helpful. <laughs> no, but the, the, the other major hit should be very helpful because that was a big um, hit. Well. Phoebe? Yeah, the other one is helpful. Uh, Air Supply? Air Supply, oh. yes. And finally, question five. Steinman's later hits included It's All Coming Back to Me Now, whose most notable <sighs> recording was done by what French-Canadian singer? Celine Dion. Correct. Okay. Woo. Meatloaf wanted to be the no. first to record it, but <laughs> but Steinman uh, won a court injunction preventing him from recording it, Ooh. saying that it was a woman's song. Oh. It was subsequently well, recorded by Meatloaf for his album Bad Out of Hell 3 as a duet with Marion Raven. Oh. Yeah. So Classic there you go. Meatloaf. Classic Meatloaf. He's kind of a weird guy. <laughs> well, that's the end of round two. <laughs> Carter, uh, can you please give us a score update? Uh, surprisingly, it's still pretty close. Uh, Phoebe has 100 <laughs> points and Maddie has 70. Yeah, really close. Uh... <laughs> well, now it's time for round three. So, Carter, can you please tell us the rules? Yes, round three is like round two, but the stakes are a little bit higher. So each question is now worth 30 points. And if you get one wrong, your opponent can answer for 15 points. Alrighty, Phoebe, are you ready for your five questions? Ready. Question one. What interstate highway forms part of the Pennsylvania Turnpike for 86 miles, then continues west through the southern exurbs of Pittsburgh toward Wheeling, West Virginia, and Columbus, Ohio? Um... <laughs> Uh, 270. <laughs> no. Maddie? I told you. Oh, man, I don't know. <clears throat> um, probably just drove it. Um, I don't know. 15. You were, you were, no. It's not, it's not, <laughs> not, not 15. I, the answer is I-70. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh man you you were close phoebe oh you that's embarrassing <laughs> i'm not sure there is a 270 in that part of actually i don't think there is a 270 in pennsylvania there the, the you know <laughs> you've really just gone through and been like what weaknesses should we pull on <laughs> Composers, highways, <laughs> obscure past vice presidents. <laughs> I can give you a bunch of questions about Mozart if you like. No, 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 no. <laughs> Please, no. Um, the, there is a 270, though, in Maryland. Um, oh. And I think there's also one that goes uh, from Illinois into Missouri in the St. Louis area. I'm trying to think if there's one in Kansas City. I don't think there is. And there may or may not be one in Denver. <laughs> I don't remember. The auxiliary interstates are a little bit harder to 
track. <laughs> but there's not right, one in yes. Pennsylvania, so sorry okay. about that. Question two. After years of appeasement, World War II began on September 1st, 1939, when Nazi Germany invaded which nation? When Nazi Germany invaded Poland. Correct. Yes. Yes, okay. <laughs> Question three. What Canadian city, known for its severely cold winters, even by Canadian standards, became home to an NHL franchise in 2011 after a 15-year absence of the league in the city? Ottawa? No. Uh, Maddie? Toronto? No. This is Winnipeg. <laughs> oh, yeah. sure. It's the capital of Manitoba. The original Winnipeg Jets left for Phoenix in 1996, and the Atlanta Thrashers became the current Jets in 2011. Oh. The average high temperature in Winnipeg in January is 11.7 degrees Fahrenheit, Ooh. or negative 11.3 degrees Celsius. Gross. Makes you want to move there. <laughs> Question four. In William Golding's novel, Lord of the Flies, what character has his spectacles broken by Jack? Um, ooh, this is really calling back some, some old high school knowledge. Um, uh, Piggy? That's correct. Oh, he is later killed toward the end of the book after Roger drops a boulder on top of him. Classic Roger. Yes. And finally, question five. Although his exact involvement is unclear, what member of the Sons of Liberty and cousin of the second U.S. president was undoubtedly involved in the planning of the Boston Tea Party? Um, that's a good question. Um, Sam Adams? Samuel Adams? Correct. Yes. Did you watch Liberty's Kids as a child? I did. It I was did. my favorite thing ever. <laughs> uh, me too. I, I definitely saw every single episode. And I had the computer game, too. Oh, wow. That's next level. I played the computer game so much on my, my grandma's old, like, Windows 97 machine. Mm -hmm. Day and night. Liberty's Kids. Yes. That <laughs> was my it. jam. All righty. Maddie, are you ready for your five questions? I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Question one. What Midwest state is served by 13 primary interstate highways, the yeah. most in the country? Mm, Illinois. Correct. Ooh. It is served by I-24, 39, 44, 55, 57, 64, 70, 72, 74, 80, 88, 90, and 94. Wow. Yes. Who knew? Question two. What Truman Capote novel tells the story of the vicious murder of the Clutter family in Holcomb, Kansas oh in 1959? This haunted me for years. In Cold Blood? Correct. Oh. As part of his research, Truman Capote interviewed the murderers, Dick Hickok and Perry Edward Smith, but the book was not completed until after their execution. Oof. It was very creepy. Yeah, why did we have to read that as like young teenagers? I don't know. I think it scarred, <laughs> scarred a lot of people yes. in 10th grade. Question three. The second jewel of the Triple Crown, the Preakness Stakes, is held annually in what state? I don't know. Kentucky. No. <laughs> Phoebe? Um, Maryland? Correct. It's in oh. Maryland. At the Pimlico Racecourse in Baltimore. Hmm. 
Question four. Even though she played the character in the original Broadway cast, Julie Andrews was passed over for the role of Eliza Doolittle in the movie adaptation of My Fair Lady in favor of what English actress? Audrey Hepburn. Correct. Ooh. Warner Brothers studio head Jack Warner thought Andrews lacked sufficient name recognition. It, the, it worked out for Andrews, however, as she was able to take on the titular role of a little-known film called Mary Poppins, for which she won the Academy Award for Best Actress. And wow. at her Golden Globe acceptance speech that same year, which she also won for that role, Andrews said, quote, And finally, my thanks to a man who made a wonderful movie and who made all this possible in the first place, Mr. Jack Warner. Oh, oh spicy. Oh, <laughs> and, and there's a clip of that on YouTube, so I highly recommend everybody oh go gosh. watch that. <laughs> and finally, question five. In terms of total weight in World War II, it is estimated that the British government bought more of what than artillery shells and explosives? That's it. That's all I get. Think uh, about it. Tea? Yes. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> They bought virtually all the black tea in Europe that was available in Europe to boost troop morale. Oh, wow. Yes. Interesting. All righty. That's the end of round three. So, Carter, as I sip my tea, can you please give us a score update? That's closer than it was at the start of the round. So, Phoebe has 205 points and Maddie has 190. Ooh. Coming down to the wire. <laughs> Now it is time for round four. Carter, can you please explain the rules? Well, round four is our showdown where each question is worth 40 points. And we're going to ask you to write down your answers to these questions and we'll reveal them at about the same time. All righty. It's time to find out who's going to be moving on. So, Phoebe, Maddie, are you ready for your final three questions? Let's do this. <laughs> Question one. Robert Todd Lincoln the only son of Abraham Lincoln to survive to adulthood, held what now-abolished cabinet post under Presidents James Garfield and Chester Arthur? <laughs> Alrighty. Phoebe, what is your answer? Um, my answer is... I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Maddie? Um, I wrote down secretary of old timey things. Well, that's not far off. Uh, okay. This is the secretary of war. <laughs> the last holder was Kenneth Royal in 1947, um, and it basically became secretary of defense, oh. which was established that year. Fascinating. Question two. Because of its dry climate and fresh mountain air, what city the second most populous in its state, became a destination for people seeking treatment for tuberculosis in the late 19th century. Do we have answers? Good ones. <laughs> Phoebe? Um, no, I don't know. <laughs> you don't want to take a guess? Portland. Oh, Maddie? <laughs> Denver. Maddie, you're close. Ah! Second most populous in its state, Colorado Springs. Ah. In the 1880s and 1890s, an estimated one-third of the city's population had tuberculosis. Oh, that's oh. special. Yeah. There's a whole exhibit on it in the 
Colorado Springs Pioneer Museum, which I went to in 2019. Mm-hmm. And finally, question three. French filmmaker Louis Jouvet served as the inspiration for the appearance of the food critic in what animated film? Phoebe, what is your answer? I'm going to have to go with Ratatouille. Maddie? I said Ratatouille as well. That's correct. Mm-hmm. He was the inspiration for Anton Ego. And I think that's just about the only thing that's notable nowadays about Louis Jouvet, whom I had not heard of. <laughs> well, that's the end of the game. So, Carter, what's the final score? Our points have increased, but the difference has not. Phoebe has 245 points and Maddie has 230. Uh, well, congratulations, Phoebe. You are moving Ooh. on to the semifinals. Do you have anything that you'd like to say? Um, just that I am so excited to be coming back. And that Maddie, that was quite stiff competition. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's beautiful. That's our, that's our show for this week, folks. Thank you, Phoebe and Maddie, for being on the show today, as well as Carter Zanke for being our scorekeeper, and Mason Cook for composing this specially souped-up Trivia Over Tea Tournament of Champions theme music. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform, and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Trivia Over Tea. And feel free to message us there if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in next week when we'll have Frey and Jasper going at it in their quarterfinal match. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye.